Amen. I want to say one more time, several have come in since it was said. I'd like to welcome everyone this morning, especially if you are a guest with us today. We are so glad to have you in service with us. We thank you for taking time to come and be a part of this day with us. It is our pleasure, our privilege to have you with us today. What an exciting representation of various countries, nationalities are here today. One of the greatest blessings and privileges of my life has been an opportunity to be able to travel overseas a number of places and spent uh, about two months in Zambia when I was, uh, my wife and I spent uh, a couple of months in Brazil right after high school and traveled to several other places including the Philippines where I got my barong from so what a great opportunity and I'm glad that God is not the God of any one nationality country the true living God goes above and beyond all cultures and nationalities and I'm thankful for that today I want to read to you one verse it's already been read here today I want to read it to you again as I share what I feel like the Lord has given me as a part of this service I will not be very long this morning And again one more time we we have uh, food provided after service several different uh, nationalities providing food this morning and so uh, we will have a time of fellowship and I want to be respectful of your time but I also want to say what I believe the Lord wants me to say here this morning so I want to read one verse while you're still standing in honor of the Word of God and then and then you can be seated again it's a verse that's already been read here this morning and it's Acts chapter 2 and verse number 1 the Bible says this, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Father, I thank you for your presence that has already been in this place, your spirit that has already been touching hearts and lives here today. I thank you for that, God, and I pray that now, through your word, your spirit would continue to minister and work in this place. God, that you would speak to somebody's heart this morning. Lord, I don't want to just preach a sermon for this service, but I want to deliver a message from you, God, that somebody needs to hear today. I pray there would be faith here today that would be mixed with your word, that we would be profited by your word today, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. There is a part of Christianity today which we uh, associate with, referred to as the Pentecostals. And this is where we get our name from. This is where we come from. And the Bible says it was the day of Pentecost. And so, if you will permit me for a moment, uh, give you a little bit of, of insight into what that day was all about and what it represented. So I'm going to read to you for a little bit here from Adam Clark's commentary and it will give us a, a good explanation and an overview of what this day was. He says the Feast of Pentecost was celebrated 50 days after the Passover. 
It commenced on the 50th day, reckoned from the first day of unleavened bread, on the morrow after the Paschal Lamb was offered. The law relative to this feast is found in Leviticus chapter 23, verses 15 and 16, in these words, And you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete, even until the mo- even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall ye number fifty days. This feast was instituted in commemoration of the giving of the law of Mount of the law on Mount Sinai, and is therefore sometimes called by the Jews. And I will not try to pronounce the Hebrew there, because I'm not from Arkansas. I'm just from Maryland, but I don't do too well at other languages. But it means the joy of the law, and frequently it is the feast of weeks. There is a correspondence between the giving of the law, which is celebrated by this feast of Pentecost, together with the crucifixion of our Lord, which took place at the Passover, and this descent of the Holy Spirit, which happened at Pentecost. At the Passover, the Israelites were delivered from Egyptian bondage. This was a type of the bondage in which the human race were to Satan and sin. At the Passover, Jesus Christ, who was typified by the Paschal Lamb, was sacrificed for the sin of the world, and this sacrifice, this, and by this sacrifice, redemption from sin and Satan is now procured and proclaimed. That's for you and I today. On the Pentecost, God gave his law on on Mount Sinai, accompanied with thunderings and lightnings. On the Pentecost, God sent down his Holy Spirit like a rushing mighty wind, and tongues of fire sat upon each disciple in order that by his influence that new law of light and life might be promulgated and established. Thus, the analogy between the Egyptian bondage and the bondage occasioned by sin, the deliverance from Egypt and the redemption from sin, the giving of the law with all its emblematic accompaniments and the sending down the Holy Spirit with its symbols of light, life, and power has been exactly preserved. At the Jewish Passover, Christ was degraded, humbled, and ignominiously put to death. At the following festival, the Pentecost, he was highly glorified. I'll read that again. Maybe I'll get a little bit more excitement from a couple of you. At the Jewish Passover, Christ was degraded, humbled, and ignominiously put to death. At the following festival, the Pentecost, he was highly glorified. And the all-conquering and ever-enduring might of his kingdom then commenced. The Holy Spirit seems to have designed all these analogies to show that through all preceding ages, again, that's us, God had the dispensation of the gospel continually in view and that the old law and its ordinances were only designed as preparatives for... The new. 
So as we read, when the day of Pentecost, this feast was fully come, the Bible goes on to say that suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's what happened at Pentecost this day when the Holy Ghost was poured out. But here is, here is the other point I want you to get, and really it's the primary point I, I want to make. The Feast of Pentecost is also, for the Jews, one of three regalum or pilgrim festivals when every Jewish male goes to Jerusalem. So at this particular feast, this particular day that God chose to pour out His Spirit, it was not just an ordinary day. It wasn't just a regular day. It wasn't just perhaps some of the other special days, but days that were unlike this day where Jews had gathered from countries all over. And so it was that God purposed to pour out His Spirit on a day when Jewish males from all nations around would gather together. Not on a day when it was just a selective group of people. Not on a day when it was just an ordinary day and a few people were gathered around. But this was a unique day. And in fact, I will read on in the book of Acts chapter 2. And it will tell you about it. Verse number 5. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men of every nation under heaven. Now let's just make sure we're clear here. What nation does every nation leave out? It said every nation, I trust the word of God, and so it was every nation. So represented there on this day was men out of every nation under heaven. Every nation... Under heaven. Now when this, when what? What I just read to you in verses 2 through 4. When this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded. Why? Because they, that every man heard them speak in his own language. Every man heard His own language. Again, it says every. So what does every leave out? No one. Do you, do you, I I don't, I'm probably not, I'm, I'm, I'm alluding to it rather than very clearly communicating it at the moment. But are you getting the point of what I'm trying to say? God went through several different Uh, several different things that God did on this day to make sure. I don't want this for any select group of people. 
So not only am I going to do it on a day when people have gathered from every nation, when I do what I'm going to do, I want everybody to hear and understand what I'm doing. They were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? Meaning, are not all these that are speaking from here? So they should speak this language, but we hear them speaking Verse number 8, we hear, and, and how hear we every man in our own tongue wherein we were born? Parthens and Medes and Elamites and the dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia and Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene and strangers of Rome, Jews and prophylites, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And they were all amazed and were in doubt saying one to another, what meaneth this? What is going on here? And let me just pause for a moment. I'm trying to hurry to the end. I don't know if you're thinking about it, but rest assured, you can be assured, I'm thinking about the good food outside. So I want to get there as much as you want to get there. So let's get that established. So you just, you know that I know there's something waiting out there. I was so glad to hear what my wife said that there may be, although there's a bunch of more folks that have come in since she said that, but there may be more than just a sampling. <laughs> this, so let me just pause just a moment. I'm reading to you scripture. But let me just tell you in case you're, you're un, unfamiliar with this book of Acts experience, what happened then happens now. And I don't just mean the idea of speaking in tongues. I'm talking about the idea of where someone is speaking in tongues and somebody else goes, I recognize that. I understand what they are saying. Let me just give you really quick a couple of stories. One is one I, I have heard before. It's, it's not quite as close. I'm going to give you a second one that's closely related. There was a man, one of the senior leaders in the country of Malawi, who went to a world conference by the organization that we are a part of and fellowship with. All the way to, I believe, the conference at that time was in the Philippines and he began to pray for a woman there who was wanting to receive this precious gift of the Holy Ghost. And as she began to speak in tongues, she began to speak not just the language of his country, but the very language of the tribe that he had come from. And he perfectly understood what she was saying, although she had no idea what she was saying. I'm going to read it in a minute. I just have to tell you now. The last verse I will read from this chapter, verse 39, says, The promise is unto you. That were those that were gathered there that day. 
And then he said, afar off, that's a little bit farther. But then he adds something in there that makes us inclusive of that. He said, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I referenced it in my, before I began to preach, I spent a couple of months in Brazil, as soon as I graduated from high school, during that time, my parents came down, and along with my wife, who at the time was my girlfriend, soon to be fiance, she came down to see me, how sweet and lovely and wonderful that was. <laughs> but in one of the services, my dad began to pray for a man, and as he began to, as he was praying for him, the man began to speak in perfect English. And he said something along these lines, this day am I made whole. He began to say that absolutely perfectly in English. Following the prayer, my dad went to the missionary and said, does this guy know English? And they asked him and he did not know a word of English. So for all the naysayers today, all the skeptics, the critics, and the doubters, I've come to tell you, you're a little bit late to tell a bunch of us. And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, what meaneth this? And then others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up, with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken unto my words. These Now now notice, notice please what Peter said. These men are not drunken as you suppose. He didn't say these men are not drunk. He didn't deny the accusation. He just said, they're not drunk as you suppose. Seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that. I've come to tell you today, this is still that. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and saying, it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams and on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. For the sake of time, skipping down to verse number 29, Peter goes on to say, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with him an oath, had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, loins according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus hath God raised up, whereof we all are, we all are witnesses. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise, of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which ye have, which ye now see and hear. 
For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus whom you have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? I think what he's saying there is they saw what went on, they heard what went on, and something inside of them said, I want that. I need that. And so they asked the question, what shall we do. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Even as Many as the Lord our God shall call. That is you and I. Because he's still calling. And if he's still calling what Peter declared on the day of Pentecost, he is still doing and he is still giving. Last passage and I close. Revelation chapter 3 and verse number 9. And they sung a new song saying... Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the, by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And hast made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on earth. And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. And the beasts and the elders and the number of them that was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and as such are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, blessing and honor, and glory, and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. What happened on the day of Pentecost was the initial outpouring of the greatest gift anyone can ever receive. What took place on that day was the opportunity to receive new life. It was the opportunity to be set free from yesterday, all of your past gone, and be given a hope for a future.
I could go on and on and on trying to tell you more about what happened on that day and what that day was all about. For the sake of time, I won't. But I do want to, as I close, reemphasize the extent that God went through on that day to make sure that what happened, I, 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 this is, this is, this is not from a book. This is not, this is not doctrine. This is my opinion. I see there being, I, I, I think there are four days that are the most significant days in all of history. The first day was, that to me was the most significant day of all of history, was the birth of Jesus Christ. The second day that was the most significant of all of history, in my opinion, was the death of Jesus Christ. The third day that was the most significant of all of human history was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And those three were all necessary to lead to what I think was the fourth most significant day in all of human history. And that was the day of Pentecost when the Holy Ghost was poured out. Notice, notice, I'm trying to hurry, I'm trying to quit. Notice that when he was born, nobody really knew. Born in a manger, there was no pomp, there was no circumstances, there was, there was no, there was, there was no trumpets. There was an angelic host that told a few shepherds. There were a few others that were aware and recognized what was going on, but But there wasn't a crowd. The day of his death, there was a few more represented there. A few more gathered. The day of his resurrection, initially when he was resurrected, it wasn't a crowd. But the day of the outpouring of his spirit, he made sure that what I'm doing here today is not just for the Jews. And it's not just for those that may be at this point, at this moment when it's happening. But it's not only to go beyond this time, but it is to reach every individual. I want to be clear before I finish and move on to what I will close with. I want to be very clear. Because what I'm about to do, I want you to understand if you are a guest here today. What I'm about to do is not to try to get you to become a member of this church. As I've already said, we are thrilled to have everyone that's here today, every guest, and we welcome you. And if you so choose to make this your church home, we would absolutely love that. We believe, we believe that a church should resemble heaven. If you're a guest today, we believe that a church should resemble heaven. Meaning, heaven is not going to be any one culture. But as I just read to you from the book of Revelation, every tribe, every nation, every tongue is going to be represented. 
So again, I'm not about to try to ask you or invite you to join this church. We'd love to have you, but that's not. But I want to close today with offering you the experience. If you have never experienced what I have read to you in the book of Acts, today, this morning, right here, right now, the exact same thing that happened in Acts chapter 2 is the exact same thing that's already been happening in this place today. And if you've never had the experience, I tell you, it can happen for you. Preacher, you know, I'm not really sure about all that you said. I've never heard that before. That's not what I'm used to. That's not my religious tradition or that's, that's fine. But please note, I haven't sat this morning and read from some other book to give you our faith and our beliefs. I've simply read you what the Word of God says. And that's the only pattern there is to go by. That's the only thing we can base what we do off and what we believe off of. I want you, if you would, bow your head, close your eyes for a moment. Maybe you've come today, maybe maybe you've come with a need in your life. Maybe you've got some difficulties in your life today. You've got some problems in your life that you need some help. You don't have the answers for what you're dealing with. You don't have the solution for what you're facing. You've got some problems that are bigger than you. You've got some challenges that are bigger than you. Can I tell you that God is able to help you this morning? Also, if you're here today and you've never experienced what I've just read to you and preached to you from the book of Acts, if you have personally never had that experience, I'll say it again, you can leave this place today having received that experience. Maybe there's somebody here today that you've had that experience before, but you've just kind of grown a little cold spiritually, and maybe you know you're not quite where you need to be, and so it may not be the first time, but you acknowledge, I, I need a renewing today. I need a refreshing today. I, I want you, if you would, if you would just stand right where you are. And as you stand, and once you kind of get your bearings, if everyone would stand, please. Once you stand and kind of get your, your bearings there, if you would just for another moment, close your eyes. First of all, in respect and reverence to the presence of God that's in this place, but also in respect to those that are around you right now that may be sensing and feeling something in this place, feeling the tug of God, the presence of God right now. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if one of the things I've just said, you need something from God today, you need something in your life this morning from God, you... Maybe you've come here today, you're depressed. Can I tell you, God can take care of your depression. Maybe you're dealing with anxiety. Maybe you're battling fear. Many other things that perhaps could be a need in your life today. If you come today and that's you, if you come this morning and you've 
never had the greatest experience of all of receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost as they did in Acts chapter 2. Or if you're here today and you need to be refreshed and renewed by that same Spirit, as we continue with eyes closed and heads bowed, if any of those things apply to you right now and you'd like to respond for one of those, can I ask you right now just to take a step out of your seat and step down to the front of this sanctuary right now? Any of those things, you've got a need, you, you, you've come today and you're empty and you want God to fill you, you want God to refresh you, to renew you, any of those things. Would you just step down right now as they're coming? I, I, can I get some believers that would help me right now? In the name of Jesus, come on, we're just, just another moment or two here. The presence of the Lord is in this place right now. The Spirit of the Lord is here this morning. The presence of the Lord is in this place because He desires way more than you and I even desire it. He desires to give to us. He desires to do for us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we believe you right now for the touch of your spirit in this place. God, I pray right now for every individual that's here today that is carrying a need that has a weight, a burden in their life that they don't have an answer for. They don't have the solution for that problem. I pray right now, God, that by the power of your Spirit, Lord, you would minister in this place. God, that you would work right now and do for every individual here today exactly what they have need of, Lord. In the name of Jesus. God, we believe you right now. We believe you right now. God, we believe that you are the same today as you have always been. We believe that your spirit is the same today as it was in the book of Acts. We believe, God, you can do the same thing today in our lives. There's no problem we have. There's no issue we're dealing with. There, there's no circumstances in our life that are too impossible for you. We believe you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We trust in the power of your spirit in this place today. God, you are able today to make all things new, Lord. If we've come today with brokenness, if we've come with a life that is broken, if we've come today with a heart that is broken, if we've come with a spirit that is weighted down today, God, you have the power and the ability to do what we need. In the name of Jesus, we believe you, Father. We believe you, Father. We believe you right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. We believe you right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Father, let your spirit reign in this place right now. Let it bring exactly what each individual needs, Lord. 
Let it provide what each individual needs in this place today, God. Where healing is needed, where hope is needed. God, every life here today that is lacking direction, every life here today, God, that has no direction for the future, I pray right now, God, that you would bring that direction. Bring hope, God, where there is hopelessness. God, where there is fear, I pray that your love would come because your word says that perfect love casts out fear. We believe you right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain. Oh, open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain. Open, open the floodgates.
The food is available and ready. But again, we're going to continue on for a few more moments here. The presence of the Lord is moving and working in this place right now. If you need something from God this morning, don't miss this opportunity. Don't miss the chance to receive what you need today.
everyone. I want everyone to listen to me for one second. That young lady there, you know, the Bible says, if we lift God up, he would draw all men unto us. I was in 7-Eleven. I didn't even see her in there. And I was singing. And she's, and I saw her a couple days later in the Exxon. I was getting fueled. And I said, girl, I haven't seen you forever. And she said to, she said these words to me. She said, when I heard you, and she said, I saw you in the 7-Eleven. And she said, when I saw you in the 7-Eleven, she said, that's a happy man, she says to me. And I invited her to church. And today, God is filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I give God all the glory. Hallelujah. Why don't we just lift our hands and give the Lord thanks for his presence here today. Father, we thank you for being here today. We thank you, God, that we haven't come just to go through the motions of religion. But we've come to experience your presence, your power, your spirit. Thank you for your touch today. Thank you for the work and the move of your spirit here today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God again. You're welcome to continue to linger if you want to. Once you're ready, food outside and fellowship available out there. To our guests, one more time, thank you so much for being with us today. We're so glad to have you in service, and we hope that you come back and see us again sometime in the future. But thank you for being here today. God bless you in Jesus' name.